the Lord Jehovah spoke with me this past night. Beloved people, uh, precious people, precious saints tuned in globally from all different places. The Lord Jehovah spoke with me quite profoundly in a very, very deep way this past night, and that is the conversation I want to share with you today. The Lord God Almighty, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, He has spoken with me this past night. He spoke with me in a very, very tremendous manner about the coming of the Messiah and the events of the end. Uh, This night, the Lord Jehovah took me very, very close. He brought very close and he took me very close to the two beasts the two beasts that will be assigned by the enemy, by Satan, to ravage worship on the earth. And he took me very close to them. To them, For the first time, I went very close to them. And uh, they were lying. This time, they were lying there, two of them. Huge, huge. The, the conspicuous face they have is actually the face of a lion, that is the bigger face, the bigger head, but they have other heads, the leopard, and so forth. And uh, they were lying there, so I saw them lying there, again, the two beasts, and I saw that as though they were hungry, meaning they will really devour when the time comes. They are hungry to go. They are raging and raving to go, in other words. But they were lying there, and they were really at my disposal. If I had a weapon, I could have smashed them all at that moment, if the Lord wanted so. But I saw them, two lions. They are not your regular lion. They are longer and bigger, longer and bigger. Probably we're talking about five, three, three, about three meters or so, three to four meters. Maybe three to four meters or five, longer and huge. And then the Lord presented me before them these two tremendous beasts that will be main actors. They will be actors in the tribulation and the great tribulation. I have taught this before. I have read for you when the Lord gave me the first time the vision, first, second, and third time the vision of the beast that comes out of the sea. When the dragon calls the beast out of the sea, that beast that has seven heads, the one that comes with a lot of blasphemy, blasphemous names, and has crowns, you know, ten horns and ten crowns. And then I talked also about the other beasts that came from the earth the day the Lord showed them to me. A few times now. And then most recently, when the two were walking together, and the last, the, the, the one following the other, the two, the two, the one following the other is the one that turned towards me and did ah, and opened his teeth towards me, meaning that's the one that our first attack, that will first attack me and they will, we will attack each other. The one that opened sharp teeth, the second one, the first one, the way the Lord arranged them in that tremendous vision is such that the one was walking in front, the other following. And, and that is very clear. The Lord is saying that the front one is the beast that comes out of the abyss, comes out of the sea, the beast that had a wounded head with a fatal wound, but resurrected 
the one that comes to get the power and the authority and the throne of the devil, Satan, of the dragon, to execute the power of the dragon, to execute the agenda of the dragon. And the one following the Lord was essentially saying in that vision that the one following is the one that comes after. That means the false prophet that will try to mimic, will try to counterfeit, and try try to, 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 to imitate what he that speaks with you is doing today, calling down fire from heaven, decreeing tremendous authority over the universe, the sun, and everything. So I understood that the first attack will come from the one that is the false prophet before then the battle rages and involves the Antichrist. And so um, th- this is a tremendous time in the history of the church. This is a very big time in the history of the church, beloved people. Again, this past night, the Lord finally brought me very, very close, close proximity to the two beasts that are brought in, that are given power by the dragon, the devil himself, Satan, the old serpent. And I saw them lying there. They are huge. They are lions, like lions, because the bigger head is the lion head, and they have other heads. But they were lying there. And as they were lying there, they are longer. They are not your ordinary lion. They are about uh, three or four, so four meters long and huge. But I could see that they were hungry as they were lying, because you could see the stomach is sunken. So that means they are raving and raging to devour. They are hungry to devour. The message is clear. And so, beloved people, why has the Lord now brought me very close to them? Very, very close to them. Which means the encounter is near. The encounter is near. And now at this hour, I can see that even the true witnesses are having conversation. They are speaking, and the Lord is speaking to them, and they are also speaking to each other by voice. So there is a tremendous time ahead of us here. And yet the stairs for entry into heaven have been lowered. And I spoke to you very clearly that the Lord made certain promises to the church that she would not go through the great tribulation. Please, she would not go through the great tribulation. I say it so. Why? Because he promised to save her from the wrath that is coming. And he also made promises, as we saw the prophecy of Isaiah 26, when he promised to take the church into safety, to hide our way. Enter your room, and the room Jesus in, Mar- in John chapter 14, 1 to 3, went to prepare. In my father's house are many rooms. I go to prepare a place for you. Isaiah sees the church entering the safety of heaven, and the door shut. Enter your rooms. Shut the doors behind you for a little while until his wrath has passed by. And then when you look at Revelation 19, verse 11 on, in verse 14, Jesus is coming back to them. The Messiah is coming back with them, with them to Jerusalem, with them. They that wear the fine linen, and bright and clean, the glorious church. You see in Revelation 19, verse 8, but you see now verse, verse 14, they are coming back with the Messiah. The eternal garment of righteousness that they wear. And so the Lord is saying that the stairs have been lowered. He would not have lowered the stairs from heaven, the glorious stairs of heaven into the cloud above the earth, in the skies above the earth if it was not time for the church to climb up and go. So very soon the church will go. Because today he drew me very, very close to the beasts. They are very huge. They are are not simple beasts. They are very huge. 
but you can see that he that speaks with you had tremendous authority in this vision, such that if the Lord had wanted him to smash them, he would have smashed them there. But the prophecy has to be fulfilled. The Bible has to be fulfilled. That's why I was not able to attack them where they were lying down today. And I said, now the conversation between the two that have been doubled is now finer and sharper. There is a very regular conversation by voice now. They are talking to one another. That means things have now tightened and sharpened. The church will be taken into the kingdom of glory to fulfill the second part of the prophecy of January 15, 2017, when I saw the church walk through those stairs, walk up those stairs, and their feet were glorious as they stepped on the glorious stairs, and the glorious stairs were glowing through the clouds, a tremendous big cloud that opened up, and the Lord made me stand there, and by raising my left hand, calling them, calling them, and in, in, the, in that vision, I was so huge. I was very huge. I was in the sky, but I was pulling them. I was calling them, said, come up, come up. And I was looking at the ones who were entering also in the line as those are coming. And then later he said, it's guiding them. It's guiding them to enter into the safety of heaven, giving them a safe exit from this sin, from the theater of war that is soon going to be very messy, as all people can tell now. If you look at the battle formations, it, you can tell even the operations of those you see walking doubled. You can tell that in front here is going to be very brutal, very rough. Even the scripture has already spoken about that prophecy. So may those who have ears prepare for the coming of the Messiah. Please, if there's anything that ever stops you from becoming holy and righteous, you can now download it. You can now place it down and choose the righteousness of the Lord and begin to prepare for grand finale, the great kingdom of God Almighty. And I've said severally that the sloths of this world and the pleasures of this world have deluded mankind. They tell you, no, don't worry, the Messiah is not yet coming. No, take it easy. The sloths and the pleasures of this world. However, for those who are born again, they know that the Messiah comes at an hour that is unexpected, least expected, abrupt, and sudden. So you need to always be alert and ready. And your readiness is the garment of righteousness that you see the Lord gave the church in the book of Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, when he slaughtered the animal, the first death, when he said the wages of sin is death, and death had not yet come to the world. And then when man fell, the first death ever, when the world was just created, the first death was God slaughtering a, a lamb and then taking a skin and covering shameful man, fallen man. And that bespoke, that was the prophecy that spoke about the Messiah that was slain at the foundation of the earth, the one that now would be slain to cover, to give the church the garment of righteousness. You see celebrated in Revelation, celebrated in the book of Revelation, chapter 19, verse 8. Finest linen, verse 6 to 9, really. Finest linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear, and she entered into the wedding feast, the wedding supper of the Lamb. The garment you see the Lord produces the first death. The first death was a Lamb. The Lamb of God was the Messiah at creation, Genesis 3.21. And that was the institution 
the inauguration of the blood sacrifice, the first time blood sacrifice was inaugurated, was instituted. That was the institution of sacrifice, the blood sacrifice of covenant, the blood covenant for the first time in Genesis 3.21. When Adam and Eve had fallen, then they were trying to cover themselves with leaves that don't help, human effort. But when you look at today's church, you see they are still making human effort to cover themselves from the shame. Look at the church you see on Global Christian TV. Look at the nudity. Look at the preachers with short dresses and people are sitting down below there looking at their nakedness. And then you wonder, which Bible are these people reading? Which God are they worshipping these people? My Bible tells me the God of Israel is holy. So be holy for I am holy. So this shameful church of this age is trying to make human effort to cover herself with leaves and leaves. But you see, Genesis 3.21, the Lord says, that ain't sufficient. I am the one who provides the sufficient requisite covering that is acceptable, sacrifice that's acceptable to the kingdom of God, my kingdom in heaven. And he slaughters the lamb in Genesis 3.21, and he dresses them, he covers them. Then he's able to engage with them. You see that now. Then from that point on, he's able to talk to them. He's able now to develop a roadmap for them. But that is what you see in Isaiah 53. The Messiah gave his life on the cross to give us the glorious garment of righteousness that now gives us inheritance, gives us right, gives us bona fide. We become bona fide citizens of heaven when we wear the garment of righteousness. No wonder the stairs have been laid down. They have been lowered now for the righteous church to now enter before these two beasts begin a tremendous devouring of worship. And before he that speaks with you will go and begin to clash with them in a titanic clash that you don't want to see. Where the universe will shake. Where the sun will be shut down and shaken in many ways and big situations. He's saying, where the garment of righteousness, the heavens are still open. Please Enter eternity. The stairs have been lowered for you. There is no generation that ever, has ever been spoon-fed like this one. It's like the Lord is pleading with you to enter eternity. The day that he says comes like a thief. When you look at the book of Revelation 16, 15, like a thief he comes. When you look at the book of 1 Corinthians 15, verse 15, 56, he says, in a flash, in a twinkling of an eye, it is a secret day. Matthew 24, 36 down, he says, nobody knows the day or the hour. But now, he's already giving clue to you. He's lowering the stairs, and he's sending a messenger, prophesying it, January 15, 2017. Then it happened, March 11, 2018. He's feeding the church. He says, please enter now. Prepare now. It does not matter you are a surgeon, you are a doctor, you are a politician, you are a teacher, you are a banker. It does not matter. Take eternity now. Please take righteousness. Righteousness is eternity now, now, now. Now it is. Yes, it is now. So that or that, the Messiah is coming, beloved people. Shalom. Shalom.